0: hello everybody we're here with mr bill foster i'm so happy to have you back (laughs) how are you doing
1: i'm doing great thank you very much for having me back
0: not a problem we're excited to have you um i I just uh just wanted to say to you that uh it's been a pleasure (laughs) from the responses that i have been been getting and I've, i've been trying i've been trying my best to um you know, keep your uh, to speak on you know parts about your movie and and any and everything that I can about you well, thank on my you. social networks and even just a conversation. I was talking today at work and I was like, man, I've been talking to some really awesome people the last few few <laughs> <two> weeks. <laughs> you know. Well,
1: thank you so, so much. Appreciate the compliment. Yeah, but I feel you. like a little more comfortable about the topic this week than I, you know, because uh, I've had 33 years and a lifetime experience in it, so. Uh, I'll leave that intro up to you, but but I, I just feel a little more comfortable, a little more expertise in this, being that in the movies I've only been doing that since uh, 2016. But again, on this other the school stuff and the kids and everything and growing up, been doing it all my life. So uh, I think I'll be able to bring a lot to the table for this conversation.
0: Yes, and I appreciate it because that's what that's what I need. That's what we need because um I feel like. I feel like, you know, it's a lot of emotions and thoughts when I, when I talk to people, and it just it leaves us in awe, you know what I mean? When we hear these things of school shooting because your childhood should be able to be safe going to school, and mm-hmm. it's, that's really not the case anymore.
1: And, yeah. too, on, on the school safety like that, it, it, we hear about every, you know, you stop and figure how many schools there are in, te- in the United States versus how many of them uh, are having the shootings, so uh, the relative percentage is small, but I don't want to take away from the seriousness of it. Uh, we in Texas have taken a lot of steps trying to protect schools. In fact, when I was superintendent, we were one of the first in the state of Texas who implemented uh, concealed carry weapons on our district and we didn't advertise. Now, a lot of schools are advertising now and really getting a lot of publicity, putting out there, you know, that this is what they're doing, and they're going to protect at any cost and all this. We felt like we wanted to be quiet about it. We didn't want people to know we had the weapons on campus because we didn't want anybody to try to test us, and so nice. luckily in the news that I was there, nobody did. I did. We did have one incident that just a crazy woman got on campus, and we Thought we was going to pull I was gonna pull up my weapon one time but it would turned out not to uh, but but uh you know we've we've been doing things trying to get everything protected and and it's just everything has changed over the last since Columbine probably yeah. but you know we had a full plan when I was superintendent all the way from blocking the school with school buses to you know, where everybody's gonna go and hide and who's in charge, who takes over, who talks to the police. It's a full, comprehensive plan. And I know everybody the state of Texas now, every school has required that now, but we were ahead of the, at the ball game. And, and I really, uh, I get jealous every once in a while because some of them, that, that when I was still superintendent, getting all the fame, you know, for coming up with this. And I was sitting there thinking, we've been doing this for two or three years. <laughs> and, hey. You know, I know the president i don't remember what i think it's president obama was giving credit to one school in texas and i was like man that should have been us up there not them <laughs> but, you know that's just the brakes but but that that's not why we're in here we're we were in it to protect the kids and uh you know it it's so many it's like an octopus that has so many legs so many different uh, aspects to school safety bullying yeah. uh yeah. protecting the kids and you know you wouldn't believe it but you have to protect kids against parents too and uh protect teachers against parents i've had to have parents arrested which is just unheard of but but you 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 would have to do that occasionally and so uh you know they just would lose their cool and think they're going to take a situation in their own hands and get there and you know one instance they were threatening kids and threatening the teacher Mm -hmm. and you know different situations like that and so uh, it's 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 a real mess for just that one or two people, and a lot of it's you know mental illness. That's a whole another chapter.
0: Oh yeah, um, whole another one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you if you want to you just throw out the topics, and I'll too tell you what I know about them, or we can discuss them however you want to do it, but, or just ask the questions. I'll be glad to jump in there.
0: Yes, most definitely, most definitely. Okay, well, I guess I'll I, <clears throat> I can start by asking um what 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 do you think that. You know, because when I sit back and I think, after I get past the the the, pain, the anger, you know, and then, and, okay, the solution. When it really comes down to it, when it's it gotten past the point of, okay, the bullying, whatever the situation may have been to get to that point, you know, what could have probably been prevented. And then what do we do when we get down to the point of the, the child or the person even getting on the campus with the weapons? Where, where do we start with that?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, there again, it's so multifaceted one, you know, the kid, and let me tell you about the kids point of view that does, they don't see the aftermath, nobody really thinks about that, but they're put in isolation when they're arrested, or they're killed, you know, they kill themselves one, or, or police have to take them out another, but uh, they don't see, they don't see the aftermath, they don't see the, the uh, tears and everything that they bring upon everybody, because they're in jail and you know I think that's a valid point that we got to make is you know they want to do this for whatever reason in their mind but they don't ever see the the aftermath because they're separated from it but uh, before that you know there's got to be that self-discipline that tells the kid not to do that Uh, right you know I can speak from from uh, experience I was very bullied when I was younger in, in school because that that's why i say that's one of my area of expertise and i did become school principal and and superintendent so i made i tried to make sure that didn't happen at school but uh you know and and i had no support at home when i'd get home from it they just said you have to grow up and accept it and but you know uh you would you would you know in your own mind you would plot revenge against those kids that were picking on you all the time but you never really followed through with it because you knew better. I mean, you knew the consequences and I think kids have to realize they have to have, they got to know that there's consequences to all their actions and some of the kids we see in school shootings come from homes that are either broken homes or no no consequences at home so they don't understand. We see Mm -hmm. kids come from a video background where it's just like a video game to them. They don't realize that's real life out there that they're taking. Uh, we see kids that come from perfect homes, you know, if there is such a thing that we don't understand. But, uh, and I and I think those fall into the mental illness department of it and a lot of it, you know, to go out and take another life is, you've got to really look at that mental side of it too, the mental illness side true. of it. But, yeah, it but some, you know, they get hate so much, so filled, they get uh, anger, they get hurt, they, you know, it's a constant basis. We've got to recognize that before they ever get to that point the parents have to mm-hmm. recognize it the teachers have to recognize it their friends have to recognize it and turn them in which is really hard for the friends to do but the yeah. teachers and and parents have got to really to step up and yeah. uh, try to head it off I you know I'm not gonna blame the, the their friends because you know how peer pressure is about telling them somebody yeah uh, you know, they know there's gonna be a gun there or something like that but if they see a student about to break they, they need some help uh, but you know, it's going to come down to the parents and the teachers and the administration and whoever has mm-hmm. contact with those kids. Yeah, they've got to make sure that bullying does not go on in front of them, and there's various reasons why that happens. You know, we can go into that, you know, like on the teacher side of it, some teachers try to stop it as soon as they see it, some mm-hmm. teachers don't know yeah. what's going on, just they're oblivious to it, some teachers are scared, you know, because the kids may be doing the bullying. They don't want to have to handle that, uh, discipline part. And then that goes back to your administrators. Or does that teacher, does she not address it or he not address it because he knows he's not going to get backed up when he gets to the office? Or if he feels like he's, they're going to get backed up, they feel safer in taking a step forward and stopping that, stopping that bullying. And bullying can take on so many different, uh, avenues. You know, it can be just, it can be physical. It can be mental. Uh, um, yep. it can be anything from just you know just bumping them in the hallway continually you know that you don't mm-hmm. think about it but that go on all day every day that's going to get that kid you know that's just pretty yeah. old uh yeah it's
0: and, the only it's so much the person can take
1: yes yes you know mine my bully and i had there was two or three boys that just made, decided to make my life miserable and, and you know and and they did, and so there, i had no recourse you know my parents told me not to fight so i didn't fight Uh, So you just sit there and took it. I didn't tattle on them, you know, you just sit there and took it and your life was miserable. And I swore that Mm -hmm. I would never ever allow that if I got to be a teacher, and that's what I did. And so, uh, you know, and that there again, it comes from the different generations, you know. My parents are like, you you go to school, you take what you got, and you come home. Um, And uh, now then, we're more aware of it, and I think we've got to build a bigger support system when they get home. And when the child tells you, you've got to be able to be an adult and not their friend, and you've got to listen to them when, yeah. they, when it's just a normal kids, or is it bullying? And bullying is when it takes it goes beyond two or three times. Three times.
0: Yeah, exactly. You
1: know, it, everybody's gonna get pushed down on the playground. You know, everybody's yeah. gonna get made fun of occasionally. But when it becomes a daily in, day in, day out routine where they try to make that yeah. person feel as yeah. limb as possible,
0: Harassment.
1: Uh, that becomes harassment, yes. And so that's mm-hmm. that's where that student's got to be able to step up and, and tell somebody to get it stopped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You said some really powerful things and you were so correct when you said William could take so many avenues and it's like it's not this is this is not one of them topics that is just like you know what I mean? Like, just simple until the point. Like, it opens up a wide range because so many things mm-hmm. can happen. It just, this, this is a, a conversation that, a topic that it, it just, it just opens up. It just, when I first started off with this bullying and I realized, I said, there was so many other things that came with it. I said, I'll never wrap, get to wrap this show in, in one shot, you know, in one, in one, you know, show. This is gonna, yeah. it brings up all kind of, avenues of from, like you, you mentioned, in the home, like disciplining the kids and talking to them about these things in the first place so they even know better, they can make that choice after the thought passes, I'm not going to do that because I know better. You know, these would be the consequences. Mm-hmm. So it starts in the home. You know what I mean? Who knows if they, if they are to have these conversations because, like you said, once there was a time, and I grew up in one of those times, too, where you just take it as normal. You, you, you get through it. Or they'll minimize it and say, Oh, this is normal, kids do that, or don't fight back, or you gotta man up, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's really not the case because I look at it and look what's going, going on now. And yeah. I think that's probably obviously it's playing out now why people are sitting back like, Why is nobody doing this? Why is nobody doing that? Because the thought was how maybe that person perceives how they were raised. You know what I mean? And yep. so it, it, it plays out in what's going on right now. You know, exactly. that
1: is crazy. Yeah. yeah, and you never know what kind of home life. They always talk about, you know, the bully comes from the, the bad home life. They're repeating what they see and all that. And it's not always the case. Because I, I can tell you from the fact, some of those bullies come from really good homes. Home. Mm-hmm. Some of them yep. come from rich, come from poor. There's no social boundaries there. They just decide that's what they're going to do. And it's kind of like, a, you know, they see somebody weak and they want to just pounce on them, and, yeah. you know, I, I've thought several times over the last year or so, looking back, you know, what would I, you know, it would have been a reach for help, but what would have happened if I just picked up a chair and, and, and you know, took out the guy that was, that was bullying me, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'd gotten in trouble, but maybe it woke somebody up, and uh, that would have uh, got me some help, you know, I, yeah. I was just trying to think of different avenues that could have helped me, could have helped the other kids, you know, nothing says you got you got to take it. There's no rules. And when I was a principal, if I found out they were taking up for themselves, they did not get in trouble. You know. Now, if they were right. both mousing and the fight started, that's different. But if they were getting picked on and they were taking up for themselves, they did not get in trouble. But the bully did. And right. That's really hard as a principal. That's really hard to to factor out. You know. Yeah if they're usually all your fights you know there's all it leads up to you know from something they start mouthing it. but if i did find out it was something like that it, it's a whole different ball game and that didn't set well with some parents but i really mm. didn't care because that's just the way i was going to handle it but yeah. uh, you know i uh, but you know like i said kids when they reach out for help, that's what we've got to see. Sometimes it's a fight, yeah. sometimes it's a fighting back, sometimes it's.
0: You can't shut them down, yeah. yeah. We,
1: we just got to learn and be able to get that out of them back then. You know, we didn't mm. have counselors back in the day when I was in school. We had them, but that's not what they were there for. Don't know really what they were there for. They were there, but. <laughs> the <best>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But they were there. They <laughs> yeah, but they, <laughs> they were, were there because I remember out. I
0: had counselors, yeah.
1: Yeah, they were more like a they were more like a guidance counselor's college and stuff. They weren't in there to help you as far as the emotions. Now and now we we've, we've got to have both. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think elementary school would need a counselor, and we kept our counselor busy all the time mm-hmm. and yeah. helped those kids learn how to cope and how to deal with situations which they're not trained to do, and their minds mm-hmm. aren't uh, have the ability to handle a lot of that. And mm-hmm. the and we don't know and we've talked about this a lot, we don't know if it's the outside stimulus in the kids, the diet or what, but what, uh, I'm 57 years old, is what we saw is when we were in sixth grade, the kids now are having to deal with that same type of stuff in fourth grade or maybe early in mm-hmm. third grade. You know, puberty has gotten earlier. Uh, those decisions are starting getting earlier. They're having to make like, decisions like we thought of back in sixth, seventh grade they're seeing that same type of exposure in third and fourth grade so their minds are not built for that but yes they're getting exposed to it
0: and so there's
1: a lot of different things there that we have to really look out for and just be Mm -hmm. aware of you know i've got two grandkids five and eight years old that we you know hopefully we know what to do with them when they get that age (laughs) but you know (laughs) and teach them how to handle situations but but uh you know, we have to be able to stop the bullying. That's the main thing in stopping. Yeah,
0: yeah, nip it in the bud, right, right away,
1: as, to, as quickly as possible, and not to be scared of the ones that are doing it. Somebody's got to stand up to them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm on it on a daily basis. When I catch someone putting someone down, or I had a whole conversation the other day, and I said, you know, they got this thing where the kids say what are those? And they're talking about a kid's shoes, you know what I mean? And sometimes they yep. having to be a, a kid's shoe that probably isn't too popular. And I had to say, I was like, well, what are those? I said, they're not yours because you didn't buy yep. them. Your parents bought them for you. So you don't have any shoes just like you said he doesn't, you know? And I said, and yep. as long as he has shoes on his feet, that's all that really matters. I told him, I said, you yep. don't know what someone is going through, you know what I mean? When they're not here or whether they're at home, you can be that person that, you know, just jumps on them even more, and then, you know what I mean, something, an outcome can happen. I had to talk, you know, I was like, people do things and, and take they don't take them like you do. You could probably brush it off. Some people aren't like that. Some people, you know what I mean, hurt themselves or, or it can be a different outcome. And do you want to be that person, you know what I mean, that yeah. that was part of those events that took place, you know? Like, yeah. you have to, stand, we have to teach our kids empathy, first of all. Yeah. We have to teach them how to have empathy for others.
1: Yeah, you brought up a very good point there about just simple as, as the shoes because we think of bullying as mostly being physical you know pushing them hitting them beating them or whatever but it, it's just simple as that you know they don't like their clothes and so if it's a, a daily routine of putting them down about their clothes daily routine about teasing about their shoes are the wrong color or, or, the you know, the wrong size or anything like that, mm-hmm. we've got to stop it. you got to jump in there and stop it. And yep. because that kid, when he leaves your classroom, he's following that other one. You know, follow him around, just continually harassing him, making up rumors about him, things of that nature. You know, junior high kids and high school kids with a rumor, that suddenly becomes truth. And that, that kid's afflicted for life then. Because, mm -hmm. you know, whatever they made up about them, everybody thinks that that's true, and and it goes on forever and ever.
0: Yeah, it's a horrible feeling, yeah.
1: It it is, you know, they just make up anything about them, and, and, uh, you know, just whether, you know, just anything, a dirty rumor that that makes everybody laugh. And pretty soon everybody says, that's the truth, and that poor kid Mm -hmm. was never even close to that, or whether they were or they weren't. It's not to be, you know, just put down on them all their life if they made a mistake but uh you know if we we knew that bully's background that we could probably bring out a lot more worse than that but but uh yeah
0: yeah yeah, Uh it
1: it just it breaks it boils down to being you have to be preventative and you have to teach the kids and i think we're coming a long way with that in education right now we don't get always the best shape from the public uh we don't always get the best shape from the the politicians, because they want to make it sound like we're doing a really bad job, but public education is here to stay, and we really do a good job. There's always that little ten percent that doesn't, but ninety yeah, yeah. percent of them do.
0: Yeah, for for sure. And that that ten percent you speak of is, um, you know, I have this uh support. I have these different, you know, when I started, you know, uh, researching more on you know bullying and stuff and then I came across so many parents to this day it's it's so disturbing that are right now dealing with education in schools that have been not too supportive and have told parents well there's nothing you know the the child it'll show a face beaten in and all that stuff and the school will say well there's nothing we can do about it you know and it's like when when I hear those words I'm like what do you mean there's nothing you can do about it
1: um, this is a, there you is. know, this is, I don't, I don't understand all kinds do. that. That is the all way of. out. Oh, mm-hmm. I get frustrated when they say there's, when yeah. a kid gets hurt and there's nothing they can do about it. As superintendent, I would get so upset and principal, yes, you come to me and we'll get something done. They're, your kid's not going to be uh, beat up at school and we're going to get to the bottom of it and it's going to be mm-hmm. stopped if we even have to call the police and, and get them involved. I tried not yeah. to involve police unless it's an all-out assault. But and if it's assault, they were called. You know, I I wasn't gonna put up. And do not let schools tell you there's nothing they can do because there is. You just got to stand mm-hmm. your the ground and uh, make sure something is done. yeah, yeah. You, whether it's request that kid your child move to another classroom, you know, in the smaller grades where they're not uh, departmentalized, they can you know do mm-hmm. that. Just get them out of that situation. Uh, you know, and uh, Texas—they're even getting to the point where uh, possibly change districts. But I, I sent my senators and representatives an idea for a bill. Of course, not a one of them answered me. But I wanted to make it where if a kid went to another school because they were bullied or victim—a victim of bullying or a victim of family violence—they could check in under their legal name, but then they have an assumed name, and nobody knows who they are except by that assumed name. Mm-hmm. So that way, the other bullies or whoever cannot find them and, yeah. or the family violence. And so they're kind of like a witness protection plan for students.
0: Yeah, school,
1: the kid awesome. moves 20 miles down the road or 50 miles down the road and, and gets an assumed name. And then so that way people don't hopefully don't can't follow that person because I know if they're too close and they know who it is, they're, especially through social media now, they're going to find that kid and they're going to keep bullying them through social media, through and try to get the other school going too. So, that I thought if they could change their name and move to a different school and uh, go into that assumed name, it, it would help them out. But but that's just an idea I had because, uh, you know, if, if it's a family violence and mom or dad takes them to another school, they can get them in under a different name and that other. Uh, violent family violent person the one that's doing the aggression maybe can't find them. Uh, as of right now in schools if a non-custodial parent comes in you have to tell them yeah they're here no they're not unless they have a court order saying you can't do that yeah so -hmm. uh, There is is things can be done
0: a lot of things yeah so that's one. when i hear that you know and and another reason why i want to use my, my show my platform and make it so powerful for, for parents um, that hear those things and they don't know, you know I mean? let them know don't settle for that you say something you start, you, know, you take your child out of it you don't settle for I don't know that's, that's the that's red right. alert right there that your child does not belong there that basically is saying bring your child here we cannot keep them safe because things are going to happen you know what I mean wherever we yeah. send our kids but what are you going to do to put in place so they don't happen but when they do happen what are you you do to stop it or sort of you know I need mean, to not to make it so it doesn't happen, it's not so likely for it to happen again. We send our yeah. kids to school. Sometimes kids they see them they're at school more than they're at home. They don't see their parents as much. You spend these many hours every day with these children. These are your children now. And you have to tell this parent, your child your child is okay in my care. And so you owe it to a parent to make them feel so safe, you know? You got mm-hmm. a child in school terrified they can't learn. You got a parent that can't focus at work or quit their job or don't want to be at work, you know what I mean, or whatever it may be because they're so concerned about about their child. And it's, it's just crazy to me. Why would you even take on that role if you know you're not willing to even give 100%? Yeah, and, and again, we're
1: talking about a very small percentage of uh, but we've got to be ready for it. and Like I said, everybody's yeah. going to get bullied a little bit. But yeah. when it becomes out of control, that's what we've got to address. And exactly. Or if it becomes physical at any time, you know, uh, whether it's just a one-time fight or a continual pushing down or whatever, that means yeah. you request that parent-teacher meeting, you request that parent-principal meeting or council meeting, wherever, and so that way it can get stopped because they can – you can – Uh, investigate it. If you want to spend enough time, you can investigate it back. Now, remember, you do have the chronic ones that always say they're getting bullied that are not. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's even a smaller percentage, but they do like attention. But you have to get through those. But the ones that's truly bullied, uh, we, we tried to jump on that as quick as possible and stop it. And I would always put out to all the teachers to watch these two. And then, in the elementary, made sure those two were not in the same classroom the next year. Or if I had to move them during the year, I would. I always gave right. my parents that option. I said, mm-hmm. you know, if we can't solve this would you like to move to a different class? And uh, usually they would say, why does my child have to move when the other one's the bully? And that's, and that's when I'd, I'd move the other one. But I'd always give yeah. them that first choice. And yeah. so, someone wanted to keep the teacher, someone to move it, but, but uh, you know, there's options out there for them. It's so not dead end road, and that's what they got to realize. And when that kid yeah. sees that people are in their corner, that will help them grow up, mature, and try to be that good person.
0: Exactly, exactly. You know, I had a situation where I had to ask um, a principal and a counselor, what what do you do? What can you do to assure me that this won't happen again? And they have blank stares in there. their eyes and they said well you know how it is you know kids you tell them not to do something they do it and I kind of looked I said but what do you have in place what do you have in place for after you suspend this kid and they come back and they cross paths again what's next you know like why don't we put in programs that bring kids together and teach them how to work together uh, you know I mean we have to teach children these things. they just don't know what we expect so much out of kids. They have it hard themselves. We always minimize their issues and say you don't have a lot going on, you just you don't pay bills. It's like no, it's kind of rough for them because they have to live amongst all these you know what I mean things that kids put on each other. you know and we don't make it any easier when we minimize and that's why they don't want to tell us anything because we yeah. don't you come off like we don't care because you're a kid so your feelings and what you go through aren't valid. they're, they're, they're not of important. And I had to teach myself that, too, you know, You yeah, know? so we're not question. all perfect, we just got to realize what we've done wrong, what we're not doing right, and then you try something different.
1: Yeah, and you know, if it's a situation where a kid's been suspended, he's probably not his first time, and you're never going to get those kids and that type of kid to change his mentality, uh, so you got to protect everybody against them, and so that's why exactly. as soon as they got back in my office, they went right back to, right back to suspension. Once they got to that point, I tried to keep them out as much as possible. Uh, I remember one student uh, had a police file assault on him. But when I pulled his folder, I said, you've been in here five times, and five times they're all fighting. Son, you are gone. And I sent him away right then. He didn't come back to my Mm -hmm. campus because that was a pattern of of being a bully, and I wasn't going to have him. And uh, so he spent the rest of the year in discipline alternative school. And uh, so when they do come back, there has to be a plan for them. You know, got to get to teachers when they do come back and watch. And it. if it's changing schedules, if it's, you know, a supervision at all times. And you know, just because the bell rings, does not mean you have to let those kids walk the hallways. You can hold that kid in the classroom until everybody clears the hallways, and then they can walk to their next class. You know, people mm. don't like that, but that there's a, they think that they're in charge sometimes when they're not. You know, just because. Mm. They think i can walk down the hall anytime i get ready no you can stand here and wait for that next bell rings that could be the plan where they walk down the hall by themselves or escorting you know, if somebody goes and escorts them to the next classroom you know there's all kinds of things you can do yeah. and you can make that boy's life just as miserable as he is making everybody else's too yeah, like to the tables yeah. On them just a little bit
0: yeah if they don't like it then should have thought of that before you decided <laughs> to be a terror right. my
1: change mm-hmm. your ways or, or we're going to make your life as miserable as we can and when I, I like say it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be we're going to make sure you follow the rules not miserable mm-hmm. as yes. far as we're going to be the bullies. we're just going to make sure you follow the rules you think you're going to win exactly. this one we're well, not
0: mm-hmm. I like that I like that I wish there were more that you know what I mean you know has that you know had what you you had in place because it'd be so much a different outcome from what we have now and it's just straight to violence and then and a lot of a lot ends up in death and none of it will ever ever make sense, you know, and it no. and I always go straight to the to the administrative us as adults, us as parents, we're all responsible. You know? Yep. We gotta to got to work together.
1: One of my other jobs is I mentor first year teachers just going through alternative certification, which means they hadn't had the education classes they haven't been trained in a lot of ways. The teacher's gonna be trained in college. And when I get in those situations, sometimes where that classroom is, is is disruptive, I tell them, I said, that's not fair to you. You can't teach when, you know, you've got to put your foot down. You've got to make sure that that students make, you know, you got, now you can't just start, you know, at the top, you got to build up, you know, you got to, yeah. you can't just wait till they're completely out of hand. When I say start at the top, you can't wait till they're completely out of hand. Then all said, oh, I got to do something. This yeah, got i going in the different. Burrage right away if you're talking and you don't want them talking you tell them to be quiet if they don't they got to face some consequences and uh mm. you know that's hard hard for young teachers to realize because uh yeah. a lot of them don't want to be do the be the bean person a lot of them don't want to be the yeah. bull and uh, they, they, want they, they be liked be by their kids.
0: kids yeah yeah
1: they want to be their friend and stuff they got to realize we're not their friend we're there for a job and, and, mm. and that one kid is disrupting class he's keeping my my child from learning and exactly. So, it's
0: not uh, fair to the others, yeah.
1: That's right. So we've got to always keep that in mind when when we're uh, in class. But there's yeah. all mm-hmm. kinds of avenues now that there wasn't back when, but, but it's getting better, but yet uh, it's always going to be a problem. We've got to be on top definitely. of
0: it. Yeah, most definitely. I remember someone told me not that long ago, was made sense because we say, change the world you know we can change the world and that's such a big order when people and they be like we can't change the world but he said we can't change the world but we could put a dent in it and i said that makes sense that's <laughs> i right. like that that's right.
1: <laughs> and i'm told too, we can't protect you against yourself right you know, if, if you're going out and you're doing all the mouths and then somebody comes up and slaps you because you're mouthing you know what you got to keep your mouth shut <laughs> you know you mm-hmm. can't protect yeah. You yourself yeah uh, yeah so And when we would get that situation, I would refer them to counseling so that way they could learn to be better socially acceptable. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that brings up a lot of things now that kids are just not socially uh, uh, acclimated for whatever reason. Sometimes the parents don't let them get socially acclimated. Sometimes they just – they won't stay in the room play video games or or read books or whatever. We've always had those, but we just got more of them now that just actually do not – Go to the norms and just don't want to be around people. And yeah, he,
0: mm-hmm. so yeah, we've it's got not to teach
1: how to be socially acceptable.
0: Yeah, you would think it's all good because they're like, oh, he stays at home and he reads books, and that's so awesome. But it's like, no, you got to teach them. So- they gotta be in social environments because they'll close it. Yep. You know what I mean? It could, it could not. It, it could turn out still a horrific. You know, matters if a child just closes up and doesn't socialize because they don't know oh, how yeah. to. Now they becomes awkward. And I, I've seen that before. You know, like with my son, he, because um, I know back in the day, I, it was just a whole, when me I was growing up, it was the whole street light thing. You know what I mean? We'd be outside playing and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, it dark street lights on, you get inside. We'll uh-huh. play our little tails off. And now kids are just on the phone, they're inside, social media, video games, social media, video games. You know?
1: Yeah, and we're not going to change that. You know, we're, that's too big a force. We can't change it. But as parents, we can take, take time away from them. And yeah, you are going to get out and play and you're going to do this mm-hmm. and you know we hear autism told out a lot that's self-diagnosed when it's just really just social disorder rather than autism yeah. uh, you know people throw that out there when they really don't know it's just those kids have got to get socially uh, acceptable to, to the norm yeah. and, and, and they learn. That. Yeah. exactly and so uh, but you know that, that again that's a small percentage of the kids but yeah uh, but the main thing on all of it is just be aware. Yeah. Be aware, aware of what's going on, and and stop it when you see it happening. Yeah. And report yeah, it. Happening.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and I'm on it. I'm like, uh, you know, because I never really liked it anyway. Even growing up, you know, because you, like you said, you were bullied. I had been bullied. I didn't realize it until I got older. I just knew that I didn't have a tolerance for it. And I was really turned off by people that would even put other people down. So I'm looking at you like, who are you? Who made you yeah. the best thing going? You know, but I realized that I had been dealing with a sort of, I just wasn't willing to sit back. My uncle taught me when I was younger. And I knew what he meant by it. And You have to really watch it these days with its boundaries. And what you say to a child, because we can know what we mean by it, but they don't and might take it mm-hmm. to another level. I tell my son to protect himself and fight back. And that's fine. But I need him to know, you know what I mean, how to pick his battles and his challenges and when it's not a situation oh, yeah. where you might want to do that, you know? And my yeah, uncle he sent me back outside. If uh, he's a
1: lot bit, if that bully's a lot bigger than you, be sure and, and take care of it and there's people that can stop it. <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that person that like that like I know there was this one time, it was a phase where when there were you know, back in the day you go out on the street streets, you know what I mean? They'd be like, Okay, you guys go out, you know, and you uh, fight it out. But so it doesn't happen like people pull out guns, kids will have knives, blades, stuff yeah. like that, you know? And it's so yeah, that, scary. Those days are gone. hmm yeah. Those days are
1: gone.
0: About,
1: yep, okay. gone. You don't ever know what that kid's gonna do, but they do need to stand, try to stand up to the bullies. But the yeah. uh, main thing is just try to get help because it's, it's more than just what that one child can handle as far as somebody's bullying them. Because they're probably yeah. getting bullied because they're a soft person. You know, I was a, mm-hmm. just, a, just a meek and mild child. Uh, and, and just, you know, I never want to make anybody mad. And, and, you know, at that time, I was smaller than everybody else. I'm 6'5 now, so uh, I'm not so much smaller anymore. But then I was. And, you know, you you just you don't realize that constant bullying goes on. But you, you also, you do learn to deal with it, but it, it causes scars the rest of your life. And that's what... The rest of your really life, about. yeah. And
0: it'll carry on to your... How you... Uh, are in your adulthood or how you handle things. And I try to tell, you know, have, you know, I always try to make that clear to my, even my own child and when there's a teachable moment to us some, to to sometimes adult <laughs> that yeah. things that play out in your childhood and bullying leave scars all the way up until someone is a full adult and how they are in relationships and how they handle things. It, it doesn't mm-hmm. just go away. It's not a phase. No, uh-uh, no, they've,
1: they've mm-hmm. got to learn how to live and, and make like, uh, live to those rules and and be social, et cetera, and respect the others. And, and you know, and when you get down to it, the bullies just don't have any respect. Uh, and wherever they got that, we don't know. Because, like I yeah. said, some come from really good families. Some comes from your, I mean, you know. Some of them are your parents' best friends, and but the kids don't get along, and, and there's that one that bullies the others, and you and you tell on them, and nothing happens because they're friends, and there's all those mm-hmm. situations. So what I'm saying, yes. bullying from all walks of life. There's all no walks of life. walks
0: Yeah, all walks of life. I had to a show one time, and when I first started with podcasting, and it was kind of amazing because I was getting all these people reaching out from all over the nation. It was even in Africa and they were reaching out and they were talking about how bullying was an issue and that there, that month at that time, there were five suicides and it was amazing to me because it was like, oh my god, how much we all have in common, different walks of life but still dealing with the same stuff. Yeah.
1: Those kids that do that suicide, they just feel like they don't have anywhere else to go. Yeah, you know, they, and they that's a, that's my just concern. Like yeah, yeah. So we've, just, got the, we've got to to uh, recognize those signs and, and do something yeah. to help those kids before it, because usually in kids if it's suicidal we get them past that and they're good it's just that yeah, one exactly. time you know there's one or two times in his life now, if they're habitually suicidal then we're talking about mental illness but you know get that one that's whether it's broke up with a boyfriend or girlfriend or
0: got yeah. bullied or
1: something at school and they feel like they're not going to be able to move on we've got to yeah. be able to catch those ahead of time yeah, and, and uh, be
0: supportive of uh, them too. Don't minimize it. Don't tell them it's nothing. It, it, yeah. It hmm We tend to, but a lot of adults minimize when they're like, "Oh, you don't know what love is, heartbreak." That's a lot to them. Very child. So I always oh, tell yeah. people, let's let's go back to the key word here: child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we're yeah. not going think like us. Some adults don't even think have you know what I mean. So it's like the you imagine theirs. Yeah, the and they're not. Yet. It's the end of the world to them, and we should like, treat it tenderly and go and don't minimize it and and show them that it does matter because once you do that you shut them down and that's when yeah. we end up yeah. with you know, I've
1: done this, a lot of a lot of commercials that really go in that direction that can appreciate those and let people know that, that it's all out there but yeah yeah they got to act like adults the adults act like adults and kids are going to act like kids because our yeah. brains are not the kids brains aren't developed
0: Right, and, that, and it's scary, and that's why we get these situations with the shootings and stuff because it's not developed. They don't have that thing where like this isn't right or this isn't. You know what I mean? They're just thinking they in that moment. They don't
1: understand the finality of death.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so important. It's so important for people for the proper, like in school or wherever, wherever there's children that reside, you know, it could be, you know, a boys and girls club, wherever. That's got to be just like there's CTR and all these other trainings, that this has got to be a training that's mandatory too. Because sometimes, and and it's okay, I understand, if you don't know, you don't know. You should assume that an adult, you should know things. You know, saying it's got to be the proper training they might not know how to handle it what, what's next what, how to really you know and it's got to be training put in place before you can really point, try to point fingers or you know figure out you got to first put that training in place just as much as you do everything else you know, you know
1: our children are our most precious commodity right now yeah um, yeah
0: Their future they future I'm like uh, we're not going to live forever so yeah. we need to give them <laughs> a platform and a safe way you
1: know what I mean to, was develop, a, to develop. Uh, yeah. I was in local Town too, a while back where I was an elementary principal for 10 years and I saw some of my students coming in and they had elementary age children. And so, not to say I'm getting old, but,
0: you
1: know, <laughs> you know, if I still there, I have to have second generations and, you know, some generations, it, they uh, keep going like they, their parents, you, you know, but uh, you hope you've done something for them in your life that that helped yeah. them out to so maybe change their life. But it's always mm-hmm. great to see that, you know, that kid that, that's grown up and then now they've got their family. And uh, it's amazing how fast time does fly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's always amazing. There's not, nothing, especially when it comes in education, there's no money that could really, you know what I mean, take the place of, of watching a, a child grow and and, yeah. and then actually watch them grow to a full adult and, and live their lives and have their children and, that's, a, that's an amazing thing. Just, and I'm just yeah, at so the point where I'm seeing kids from kinder to like sixth grade and seven, and stuff like that. And to me every year, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's, it's so heartwarming. And it, Cause you, you, you know, you get close to the, these kids, you get connected. It, you know what I mean? I know for me, I do, you know, and- Some of
1: my first students are over 50 years old now. You know, they oh,
0: wow. <laughs> so, That's amazing.
1: So at it, I was at it for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: you know, I started back in 1984 so uh and teaching high school so you know you'd see these different generations coming through mm-hmm. and and how some of them do repeat themselves in the good ways and the bad ways but you do also see some of the changes in there too so yeah. you know it's not a lost cause that's the main thing that's what i'm trying to it's say not, it's Is not you get to see the precious commodities and and they're they're coming on and, and that's where it starts with the little kids
0: yeah yeah most definitely. I feel like the world, the heart of the world is our children, you know? And mm-hmm.
1: it's like-
0: Exactly. And when I, when I see this and I feel like they go, you know what I mean? Like, when I, when I when I see this and think like the stuff happening right now with everything in the schools and violence and the bullying and, and when we don't do the, you know, justice as administrators and all that stuff, it, it hurts me because it's like, these are our precious, precious, especially when you have kids of your own. Some people don't no, want get yeah, yeah. affected unless it happens to yeah. them. It
1: mean, you know? starts making sense to the teachers. It's when they start having mm-hmm. kids of their own, it all starts making a lot more sense to them.
0: Yeah.
1: But uh, but you know, like I said, 90, 95% of teachers are all good. You have that yeah. small percentage, that small percentage gives everybody a bad name. And uh, you know, the legislature here in Texas, I was so upset with it when I retired, I started running for legislature, but I just decided I'd, <laughs> I'd had all the meetings I wanted but uh you know they're trying to make public education look as bad as possible
0: and mm-hmm. it's
1: not that bad it, it, it's as bad as people say it is it, it's a good thing 100%. yeah and it's, it's ours and that's one thing that we can go and change if something's not right and you can go and have you can make a change in that so mm-hmm. uh you know there's mm-hmm. there is bad apples in the barrel but 99 of them are good so uh, yeah you support your local schools and if you've got a problem you take it to where it needs to go, not, not
0: to the coffee shop. Yep, amen. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much for saying that and making it very clear about the small percentage. Because it shows, like for me, for example, I'm just fighting so hard to get to support and get people to come together and let's just get get on board and let's do something to help these kids that are going through this. You know what I mean? Because then it might Ooh. help someone look at it as, okay, well, it's not such a big order. Sometimes it's just like that for people and to realize, like, it's not like you're trying to, you know, it's not all schools or there places, there's things put in place you can change. Like me, I changed my child to the school. So I got to keep doing it that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do whatever it takes to protect my child. But it's like, we can make a change. Some people are already self-defeated. It's like, if I do something, it's never going to happen. There was a time in life where somebody did something, and that's why we we're all sitting here today, even having this conversation, because they wanted to make a change, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like... You mentioned something
1: yeah. else. If something's happening to my child and I can't get a change, you know, I'm. A, if I had to keep my same job, but I'm going to move, you know? We're we're in a we live in America where you can pack up and move pretty easy. People think mm-hmm, they can't yeah. but you sure can. And if it's my child I'm gonna move and get them to a better mm-hmm. spot, which I've done before. Not not necessarily for that reason, but they did end up in a better spot. And mm-hmm. so uh you know, that just helps everybody sometimes, but when you when you feel like you can't do anything, then uh then you gotta sit back and say, What can I do as far as a parent to make this thing better?
0: Yeah. a parent silo. What can I do as a a parent? If you're not getting that help from that, that wherever, you know what I mean? The school or wherever it may be. As a parent, what, you know what I mean? Can you do, you you know?
1: You've tried everything with the school. You've tried every game. You know, we can't make everybody happy. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's some of those that we just can't please no matter what. And that's when it's, sometimes you got to change at home, maybe pack it up, move yeah. it to a local different school mm-hmm. uh, or just a different community or change jobs and move your kids or whatever. But, and then, then you feel better about it. But, but uh, we have to look at it as a parent and say, what can we do sometimes when we've tried everything? On, yeah. You can't blame everybody else, but you know, you go in there, you try to work with the teacher, the principal. And it still doesn't work, and you still and you, something's not going on. You're not happy. Moving, just happy.
0: Last, yeah, life. unhappy.
1: I life unhappy.
0: I call it next. <laughs> that's what I call. It. Yeah. Like, can yeah. help me. Okay. Great. Thanks. Next.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> yep. I don't want to become a victim, or you're like oh oh poor me me me. And I never want my son to ever think like you know as like victim. Like no, you, you if this isn't working out. Then you know being because the next one, mom's always going to be here trying to teach you. As a single parent, the best that I can, you know what I mean? Then you keep mm-hmm. on moving, you keep on trucking, you fall down, you get back up. It's not what you do when you, sure. when, what you do afterwards. What are you going to do now? You're going to sit in it and, and just, and just deal with it. And then just become like this story, the sad story. I call it same shit, different day, what they call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? exactly. It's like, well, you keep on trucking. <laughs> That's
1: right. You got to make the best of it
0: yeah this country has changed because sometimes you were told to do and that was it you couldn't do anything about it no you have the opportunity to change whatever you want that job that whatever whatever it may be you can go and do it you do have free you know some things aren't all good but some things didn't used to be as good you know it's better now than it was last year if you ask me (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah times are good
1: times are (laughs) good
0: yeah, perception. I, I actually had a show with someone. I don't even change the topic, but it, it comes down to so many different things. And I, I spoke to this man by the name of Artie Hoffman, and he was just he was just talking, and he just horned in on perception and the, our our thinking, how our thinking can just change our whole situation. And it can still be the same problem that you had, but you change your perception. It, it, it's not as bad as you really, you know what I mean? Just your way of thinking about it. You can make yourself sick or... Or become a victim. It's just so many things. If you look at, really take it, you know, and perceive it a different type of way, you might you handle it. You know what I mean? That's probably yeah, what things would be. <laughs> so I say those are
1: mm-hmm. all the yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. People told me I couldn't make a movie. Now I've got one made. Uh, Hello. Another <laughs> one, so, <you> know, <laughs> you I'm gonna make one. another one. <laughs> yep. yep. I'm working all day on the other. We finally got the last location sealed deal today. So. And it's That's the main awesome. location, so, so we're going to get kicked off on that, and uh, uh, my wife left me a list of stuff here I need, I'm supposed to be doing, and start trying to work on a web page, building that today, so there's always something to learn, and something to do.
0: Yes, 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 and I appreciate you for it, because you have a plethora of things to do, and and you took the, the time out, you know what I mean, to, to be able to share, I'm going to say, with, with the world, because... I mean, anybody can tap into this and, um, I mean, this show is on darn near almost all, and if not, I'm going to try to get it on all, you know what I mean, streaming media, yeah.
1: but yeah. You, you did well, this for us and Yeah, I hope so, I gave people some ideas on how they can, you know, help themselves if they're getting bullied and yeah. uh, you don't have to sit there and take it, that's the main thing. Nope. there's avenues that you can get it fixed.
0: Yep, yep I, I think you did, and that's why I was so excited to to have you, you know the last show, we yeah, and, went, and we went in another direction. And, and then I was like, but this man has so much more to offer. And since, you know, I was having this, you know, I me mean, going on and I want to bring more life to it, I thought you'd bring so much more. And you did, you did even for me. So I appreciate you for doing this. Well,
1: thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. I've enjoyed it. Yes, me too.
0: Me too. And uh, hey, and you, this is your home here, Voice you Records, so you're always welcome back.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, when the movie comes out, when we get. We think we've got distribution if we can agree to it, and if we go that route and we get it finished, we'll definitely come back and let's you know what's going to be shown there.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I'll keep people posted. I actually I was watching your trailer the other day and I kept watching it because I was like, I am going to so love this movie. And I and I was watching the part where the guy was talking to you about, and he was like, I think you're going to like it here. But you were quiet. You know what I mean? You were just like walking, yeah. and I was like, this is pretty cool. you like so mysterious and just like chill. And I'm just like, I'm going to love it. <laughs> yeah. And
1: that's my grandson at the end
0: of it. Oh, yeah? The oh, yeah. Wow.
1: That's my grandson. I yes, I do remember. <laughs> He did a great job, never acted yes, before in his did. life. He, and he's, he's now in the school play. He's all excited about it now. So, so he, you know, it's changed his life for the better. But that's he has bigger awesome. part than that. But he, he stood up to the outlaws and they started trying to kidnap him. That's when he, he said, I never liked you, Mr. Jones. <laughs> so there's more that's, to it than this than that. Man, that's but, amazing. That, yeah. Hey,
0: And that's yeah. him standing up to the bully. Said, hey. That's right. You're not taking me. That's
1: right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I've yes, yes. Thank, you so much. It.
0: thank you, Mr. Foster. And I will definitely be reaching out we will be talking about your amazing movies that'll be coming soon. And um everyone, this is Mr. Bill Foster. And thank you for joining us and thank you for coming to A Voice to Be Reckoned with, sir.
1: Thank you. thank you. All right, bye bye. Bye bye.